This week on Media Delta, part two of our look at the Pirates of Dark Water. And just like the Maelstrom, Hanna-Barbera looms ever so presently over the horizon and is set. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, so today uh, we are actually continuing uh, where we left off two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago, we took a look at the first five slash six episodes of Pirates of Dark Water, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon that uh, had some pretty interesting things behind it. And basically, it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon uh, that had a budget. Uh, also, some interesting design uh, choices that uh, kind of made it kind of a cult classic. Um, the thing is, though, is that uh, as we kind of went over uh, quite in detail the first episode, um, the first five episodes had a production where it, they were uh, actually... They shipped out the um, episodes to kind of some pretty high quality studios. Um, but when they got that initial season slash first five episodes done, um, they realized that they had to make much more. Uh, and then basically they had it shipped out to another studio that was uh, kind of notorious for getting things done cheap, but also with the maybe not the highest quality. So we're taking a look actually at a series of six of those episodes. Um, the episodes in particular that we are taking a look at are, which I probably should have this ready. Um, oops, wrong thing. Uh, are, uh, I always forget how to print, is Panacea? Panacea. Okay, Panacea, uh, the Little Leviathan, the Dagron Master, Sister of the Sword, the Soul Stealer, and Living Treasure. Uh, those last three happen to be the last three episodes of the series. Um, with the other, the first three being, uh, picked apart from the, this is usually considered three seasons, but, um, those first three are kind of random throughout the uh, second season. And I was not the only one who watched this. So please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm X and I don't have something funny to say. Hi, I'm Typist, and I am here for greatly decreased quality. Yeah. Um. So as I mentioned, uh, the studio that did these episodes were kind of notorious for not being of the highest standards, but uh, well, the issue is this is the switch in studios. Yeah. Yeah. This is when they switched over to the really awful one. Yeah, uh, which we I think we saw it in the sixth episode. Been, that, uh, yeah, I think we talked about it. I believe we did. Sure. Because I know we focused a lot on those first five episodes, but we did watch the sixth one that, uh, yeah, you can start to tell that maybe uh, it was definitely a different studio that did this one. Yeah, so at this point, uh, Hanna-Barbera had established a studio in, fuck, I forget exactly which country it was. Somewhere the Southeast. Philippines. Yeah, it was yeah. the Philippines. Was, yeah. Uh, and it is significantly lower quality than what they had been working with up to that point. I yeah. think the studio was called Phil's. Yes. Phil's so. Animation. I kept on wanting to think Flip Flab, but that's definitely not it. I was um, thinking something with a W, but then we remember Philippines. So. Yep. Phil Cartoons is Phil Cartoons Inc. is according, uh, according to Wikipedia, the studio that did this. Uh, they are located in Manila. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, they are not well known for producing high quality stuff. Uh, I believe they worked a lot with Hanna Barbera, is I believe what we kind of discussed last episode or two weeks ago um so yeah 
Uh, I guess we probably should just go ahead and get started with our questions. So, Max, what's your general impressions of these sets of episodes? I mean, it, it, it visually, it's not that great. I wouldn't say it sucks, but it definitely takes a dive from the first five episodes, first season. Um, but I still think that it, it, it holds up as a cartoon. It's still, I still enjoyed watching it. Uh, I enjoyed each of the episodes, except for, I would say, Little Leviathan and uh, Panacea, uh, for fairly obvious reasons. Uh, they were just, they just, yeah. have, the, the, their, their uh, characters that they introduce are obnoxious and annoying. Um, but, yeah, overall, I still think it's a. I still think it's a solid show in spite of the uh, change in studio, the low lower in quality. It's still still an enjoyable experience. Okay, is there anything in particular you want to call out? Um, I want to call out a thing that needs to die out in cartoons forever, and that is bringing on really annoying, you know, side characters. Just just stop. We don't need them. I mascot characters also should be fucking deleted in my opinion yeah um probably a good rule of thumb is if you're getting frank welker to voice it for doing sound effects you probably should really rethink about whether or not you really need them in that show because there were two cases that i can think of in this set of episodes where you could, it was very clearly the same voice actor doing the sounds for this strange creature, whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. really great listening to Frank Welker talk to Frank Welker multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Also, look, I don't blame the man. He's very good at one very specific thing, but the problem is that specific thing is fucking awful. He has, the thing is, is that he is, it's like, um, as Andy Circus is the guy that's known for doing the mocap, mocap kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you, He's kind of pigeonholed into that kind of like he also I mean, granted, I should also say a Frank Welker. He can do a whole lot of other voices, um, but he also does have a knack for doing really irritating small creatures. Yeah, like the, just the entirety of his performance in The Little Leviathan was annoying just to the point where I almost turned off the episode because I couldn't stand listening to the damn thing. Uh, wine on and on. Yeah, but and that that needs to that kind of stuff just needs to go away. Yeah. Also, um, that is something that I will definitely be bringing up later on. Mm -hmm. Um, also, I'm looking like is that the also um I'm just looking at the voices and apparently Harlan Ellison did a voice in one episode. Huh. Which that's a thing. Yeah, but fuck that guy. Yeah. Harlan Ellison? Yeah. yeah. Like like the science fiction writer. Yeah, the, I have no mouth on him. Why, why do we hate him? He's, He's kind of an asshole. A huge asshole. Ah. Um. Um. Yeah. Um. Trying to think. What were the episodes that we watched again? Uh, so Pansia, uh, The Little Leviathan, The Dagrin Master, Sister of the Sword, The Soul Stealer, and The Living Treasure. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, is there anything else specific you want to uh, go over, Max? Uh, I mean, not really. We could go over like the 
the general idea of each episode, but I think we can cover uh, that think, as that, we go through. Yeah, I was going to say also, I think that's probably what we'll do with the next set of episodes. Or yeah. the next, not the next set of episodes, next uh, question. Uh, so Torpo, uh, what are your general impressions of this set of episodes? Oh, boy. I do not feel the same way as Axe. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Look, I agree. The first season was good. I will never dispute that. That was actually quite good. Both production and the writing was actually quite enjoyable, even if breakneck. This, there was a considerable slide on both fronts. The, uh, to start with, I will say the animation took a, took a massive dip. Uh, the colors are generally less vibrant. Uh, there's a fuckload of animation errors. There are points where they don't even try to lip sync at all. Uh, and there's just so many fucking problems in the animation. It's frustrating. The one thing I definitely want to call out is there's just some frames of animation that just look kind of goofy. Like, they're not necessarily errors, just look really weird. I actually, uh, uh, after our discussion, Torpid, I, I kind of went back and I watched a couple of the episodes, including uh, the re-upload of Panacea. And yeah. uh, and I actually started noticing. <laughs> I noticed a couple. I noticed, um, especially in Panacea. Did you see the one... one where Ren doubles up? Yes, that's exactly yeah. the one. He, he's just standing there for a moment, and then he, like, just another part of him come, appears right behind him. It's re it's really great because especially since, uh, at least the way that I was watching is like I have it on my a, a relatively big monitor, and that's relatively close. So I, I was just looking at it, it's like, did something just break on my monitor? That why is there two? Oh, there's two of them. It's great because also since it's a VLC, I could go back later and frame skip or just frame advance, just go frame by frame by frame. Yeah. Uh, and you can definitely see it. Uh, also, I can tell them that DVD, they have some really weird frame blending, but that's not that's not a problem with the show. That's a problem with the DVD set, but yeah. nonetheless. Um, and occasionally, it's like the eyes will be uh, in a different position than the mouth. Yeah. Uh, also, largely, they did not color in the whites of the eye uh, after the first season. Yeah, it's like Ren is constantly... Con Ren constantly has a case... Actually, they now that I think about it, they extremely rarely used the color white. Yes. Like, like it was almost like they had an ink shortage on white. I felt in general it was less vibrant than the first season, though. Like, there's a lot more yeah. greens and browns. Well, if you watch the intro, the intro is still from the first season. So the intro yeah. has a lot of brightness to it. And it, it, it shows that Hanna-Barbera high quality with the jank that we talked about. But then when you get into the actual episode, you see how it's a lot, a little, a little darker, a little bit less, you know, more muted. You know. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's funny because you have an immediate, uh, m uh, point of comparison between the two styles. It, it's the jank with the jank. Yeah. It's just jank. Also, yeah, just in general, a lot of things moved really weird. And the problem is like, I have a very good eye for these things, so when they happen, I immediately notice, and it confuses people when I say "go back." Because <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, like I was watch, like watching it on my own, and just like, God, something is really weird about this set of things. Also, I really wish that. Just another point of thing about the DVD set that's just kind of annoying. Uh, is that the discs were not consistent in the way that they had the data on the disc. I know that is something that no one else would normally notice unless they are building a Plex server. Uh, but nonetheless, 
Uh, for some reason, the second disc is in a different format than all the other discs. Uh, it's also a thing, too. Like, this is maybe me just nitpicking at this point, but I feel like the designs in general were less interesting than the first seasons, and they just kind of get to be really ugly and gross. It, it seems like um, because in one of the episodes that uh, one of the, that the guy from the like the gambling hall shows up in a later episode. And he noticeably looks, he lo looks much different in incredibly pink. He, he looks like a fucking boiled lobster. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like he, it, it's not even that like he's tan or anything. He just looks. He's pink. Right fucking pink. Like he's got the worst sunburn you've ever seen. This thing's not even like a sunburn. He just looks sick. But... He, he, he looks like he was boiled. There's just so many, like, weird and gross designs, in my opinion. Like, uh, fucking, what was it? Panacea, which is a blur in my mind, and I barely remember most of it. I just distinctly fucking remember the biotransmuters, various projects, and also the weird thing that Ren had to keep in a giant wine glass. Yeah. Like, I think the thing with Panacea, though, that will give it credit, though, is that it is probably one of the more unique storylines of these six. Uh, outside of maybe... Yeah! That was an issue I was also going to talk about. Yeah, I think we should probably talk about that next question, though. Uh, yeah, that's that's a whole different beast. Um... But yeah, so like obviously visually there is a, a notable decline in quality, like very distinctively. And I do feel like the writing was a lot more hack. Uh, though we'll get into that with the next question. I, I do felt it just it felt like it lost its way after the first season because the first season was very good, also very um, focused, which I feel worked in its favor. Yeah, like. There is something that I will say, like, especially about the story-wise, that uh, is talking about the story writing, is that it feels like Ayaz constantly goes, like, as character progression though, goes back, it just keeps on going back on being, like, just a shithead. Uh, uh, like, especially towards women. Yeah, uh, I know Ren's just kind of there. He sort of is stripped what little personality he had to begin with, which is kind of a shame. He's just generic hero boy. Uh, and God, Tula is, I, 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 I mentioned it to Axe, I've mentioned it to Lolo, my feelings of what happens to Tula, and giving her magic powers was the worst possible thing they could have done, because she ends up just being the girl who's a plot device. Like, that, that's her whole personality. Is she has magic as the plot needs, but barely exists outside of that. Uh, yeah. Outside of, like, one of the episodes, I think the last episode that was in the list, the final yep. episode of Pirates of Darkwater, uh, where she pretended to betray them, and Ayaz and Ren, well, Ayaz in particular is a fucking idiot, because she's done this before, to get something she needed. Like, pretend to betray them. But Ayaz like, oh, I knew I couldn't trust that woman! Just the whole yeah. fucking time kicking and screaming about it as if there has been no trust developed by any of these crew members despite how long they've gone on for. Yeah. As if he didn't know her tricks already and hadn't seen them. Yeah. 
And there he is, like, oh, that, that Tula, what a, the, the woman, Nanjitat, uh, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Congolungo! They, yeah. Uh, they have a lot of fake swears, and they're all really fucking stupid. Like, Nanjitat it, is, is one I could see being a thing. Though it gets a lot more use as the series goes on, but then they add new ones like Congo Longo. Uh, also, uh, much to disappointment, um, they weren't in fact calling, or Bluff was not in fact calling people smooth brains, which was really weirdly prescient. It's what, small brain or something like that? Smool. 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 Yeah. Smool brain. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I still think all of their fake swears are, are so hilarious. like not just hot. I could actually one hundred percent get behind that one. Worked for me. That one made sense. And it Chungo Lungo. Chungo Lungo is so bad though. Chungo Lungo is great. I, I will not have you I, it, so bad Chungo Lungo. It's great in the context they don't. They were definitely not going for is the thing. Chungus Lungus. Chung, which yes, that is a that is <laughs> that is a word that you would imagine like Ned Flanders saying, and it's funny, not anyone trying to be threatening. Or I, I also didn't care for like the weird variations on non Jatat, like that Jatatan woman. Yeah. It just didn't quite work as well because the other one was like. See, the problem also with that is that when you're dealing with a fantasy universe, you don't know if that's actually a descriptor of something that they just kind of have made up or if it's actually just trying to be one of their fake swears. I still uh, maintain that Nunjatat is holy shit. Probably. Really? Because it comes off as, as more like son of a bitch to me. Like, it's, it's an exclamation of like intense frustration. It, it it's a very it's especially yelling fuck, which would make sense with like the Jatatan woman. Also, that would make sense. He's staring woman. at the mast. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> ah, shit! Like fuck! It's great as you saying that because there's someone driving down my street just constantly blaring the horn. Like I'm just imagining, like what the hell was that? Well, it's just like no Jatat. <laughs> it is the fun thing about living on a relatively busy street. Fun in quotation marks. Yes. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about how great the swears are. Yes. But uh, yeah, no. So there's there's that. I got the tool thing. Chungalunga. Chungalunga. I love it. It's stupid and it's great. It's like Chungalungo. See, the problem that I was thinking is I just, just in my head, we'll be singing. <laughs> but... <laughs> <sighs> okay. but it's, it's, yeah, it's just all around kind of frustrating after seeing how good and promising the first season was. Yep. I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing that when we were doing the first season of Ninja Turtles, because I think that's also a similar scenario, but we have not gone to that, and I'm afraid that it's going to be a very similar thing. Uh, um, it's also just really good uh, because the show just ends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the living... Uh, no, we'll talk about that more later. But also, I wanted to point out, and may, correct me if I'm wrong, Lolo, but this is actually the first time in a while that we've done the second part of a planned two-part Media Delta. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I because we've because we've had a bunch of them that were just bad enough I, that you, so you canceled the second one. I would say that because I think the ones that we've done well, the thing with Turtles was that was more of the case where it was like, oh, there's like 20 episodes that we gotta I gotta pick like six of. I I am going to that probably is not the best case use of our time. Um probably not best uh um well, no, because I think it was going to be like, I forgot exactly how I did it. Uh, but yeah, it was going to be like, there's a lot more than I could pick from. So we just did the movie. Uh, and then was it Saddam that we it's the first Western one that I can think of that we did both. So I think Saddam we canceled. Yeah, Saddam, Saddam canceled. Saddam you did. You canceled. Cause I you think this is actually the first one it. to date that. Oh, we have no, I, I take that back. Uh, because Prapper the Rapper also was a case, so that was Japanese yeah, no, one. This is this is the first uh, one today that we have done both nope, of them. I'm pretty sure. Cobra, Cobra, yes, but ah. we were super into Cobra. Yeah, that okay. That one's a bit of a ringer, but yes, yeah. <laughs> we got so fucking into Cobra. Yeah, um, yeah, but yes, to say to prove that point, yes, this is the first one that we've actually stuck around. Which is saying it's, something. It's interesting seeing this second set compared to the first set, honestly. Yeah. And there's such a stark contrast. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of, like, what was the case for Legend of Zelda, but I think Legend of Zelda, that was a, uh, that was a replacement for sometimes. Zelda, Zelda yeah. we, we did in one yeah, go. Yeah, we did all in one go. Yeah, we did all in one go, but that, I think we did that, I did that to replace something, because technically we could have done the whole series, but... Nonetheless, um, yeah, this is probably oh, yeah. the first one that we've done, if at all, in quite a while that we've actually sat through two parts. So that is something in its favor. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good enough that it merited coming back and, and seeing what became of it. It is. It's really it's dis disappointing to see. Frustrating. It's it yeah. makes me sad. Like I was I don't even have the nostalgia going for me. Like this is my first time seeing all of it and it just frustrates me because there's so yeah. much potential wasted. I mean, I yeah. still stand by it. I still think it holds up, but see, I yeah, would I would if it, it, it fall it falls apart. <clears throat> yeah. I I would <clears throat> say almost just remake the entire thing <clears throat> but have it be incredibly focused and just have them go through yeah, all of it in one season, two at most. Yep. Um, I could see this being a two-season re remake. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lolo? Yeah. Uh, so my thoughts on it were basically like, yeah, it's like the thing with me watching it, it's like, like it was the thing that I was like trying to mentally compare it to, like, what if, like, what am I comparing it to, and. The thing with this that I felt is that this Pirates of Dark Water felt kind of the same way, like, because, like, as I mentioned, I'm comparing to other things in my head. Like, it's that same kind of feeling I had a little bit when we were watching Sadam. Like, it's the thing of, like, okay, the protagonists are actually technically competent. The, the adversary is also technically competent, with the exception of, like, his sidekick. But even then, they're still... But I'd still get the things I want to do done sometimes. And I, it, okay, so I will say quick about the, the adversary. I'd argue he's too competent because he just fucking appears. So I don't know if that's competence or just kind of, you know, very convenient writing. I also say he was much more competent in the first season. And it just kind of becomes a general 
fucking cartoon villain. Yeah. Well, the problem is that they have to keep they can't have them win or else the series is done. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's frustrating because he was incredibly confident initially. He was genuinely threatening and frightening. And then yeah. he's just a fucking goofball. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just it's it also it, I really feel weird about shows like not weird it's not the thing but it's something just just kind of bugs me about shows that have very elaborate backstories that need a lot of things like it's like there's an xkcd comic that i always kind of uh think of when i um like do fantasy worlds uh let me see if i can find it uh which basically it's just the problem that i have a lot of thing um yeah, because it's uh, it's the XKCD comic fiction rule of thumb, which is basically uh, probably basically it is a two, it's a chart, it's a line graph that basically one axis is probability that a book is good, uh, the other axis is number of words made up by the author, and the description is like, yeah, the, the elders of the the elders of Frost guarded the farmlings, which are children, with their chrysoses, which are like swords, but cooler, well, awesomer. But th that's the point is that basically there's a lot of things that you could use probably other words or it's like you have an like a alternative, but you're just trying to be cool by having it have some fictional name. There's something about that that always bugs me. OK, but what about the Dagron where they just switched a couple letters from Dragon? I, I still say that that is someone accidentally miswrote, mistyped or misspelled da uh, Dragon and they're like, eh, let's just go with that. And they just fucking committed to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's just something always about that, about like fantastical worlds about that, that just, just kind of bugs me. And that's a very personal thing. I will fully admit, um, there are definitely like, there are definitely some, uh, admirable things about like the setting of all this, but you need to be really on your game to do that well for me. And as we've kind of mentioned, kind of didn't hit it. But there are still plenty of things admirable that I find about it. Uh, it's just the fact that with them being kind of competent, it's also kind of boring. Because um, it, it is the thing, like, especially Ren in particular. Um, Ren's somewhat boring, uh, but especially because, like, I'm looking at the list of things, like, especially comparing it to, like, Link from The Legend of Zelda cartoon or, like, Sonic. Like, I still feel like I would prefer someone like Ren. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so that was like the only character that it really annoyed me was kind of Ios. And even that that's in just certain episodes when he's just written to be an asshole. Not Niddler. I forget my mind. OK, I kind of forgot about Niddler because I think but like it's just it's a snarf. It's like okay. it, it's that mascot character that just kind of. I yeah. Oh, also, the final episode really fucking highlighted how much I hate Niddler, because he sat out of the entire fucking plot because he was too busy eating melons and some fruit merchant ship that he stowed away on. Yeah. Uh, also, like, the little Leviathan, like, him just, just being mad because, oh no, someone ate my stash of melons. Like, that is his one-note kind of thing. And him just being kind of semi-helpful at times, at most, maybe. 
Like it's it's just the oh we need a we need a we need a mascot character for some reason. Or that time that he switched bodies, him and Ren switched bodies with the Bloth. the villains, yeah, Bloth and whoever the fucking Gremlin Tim um, Kronk? Kronk, yeah. It was Kronk. Kronk, Kronk. Kronk, Kronk is, is Emperor. Yeah, Kronk is good. Kronk, I love with all of my heart. Kronk yes, is Kronk, great. That's Kronk must Warburg. be protected at all costs. Kronk is the goodest boy. Kronk, Kronk, Kronk is, is not. a piece of shit. Kronk sucks. Yeah. Kronk, Kronk always Kronk, sucks. Kronk doesn't get used quite as much in these later episodes. No, he was, once again, first season. Actually, very competent. He yeah. did his job quite well. Sneaky and, then, and devious. Yeah. And in this, he just kind of gets treated like dog shit and thrown into the pit repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, but, like, like when Nidler changed places with him, he was still fucking annoying and useless. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't really get much use or speaking time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of my thoughts on this set is that it there's just it's a lot of wasted potential in my opinion. Um 100%. But yeah. Um so one thing especially uh the thing that kind of annoyed me uh about this particular set of uh episodes uh is actually what we'll talk about next. So Torpo, how do you feel about the stories of these sets of episodes. Oh, Lottie, Lottie, Lottie. Um, so I mentioned before, I felt there was a sharp decline in writing. Because, uh, like, the first season, a lot happened. Things kept moving. It was very focused. And in this season, they just kind of fell back on all the classic fucking tropes. Like, we're talking shit like the Freaky Friday episode. We got your fucking... Oh god, what was the other? We got the babysitting the baby episode. We got the you meet the Amazons episode. That's exactly as terrible as you'd think it would be, I might add. It's fucking awful. It's the last episode. Yeah. So you, bad. We got this, oh hey, it's weird this oh uh very militant women thing led by Tress McNeil. <laughs> it's true, it was led by Tress McNeil, right? So blatantly trust me. It was so great. I was like, Tress McNeil. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that voice. It's that voice that's in every 90s cartoon. I feel at home. Um yeah. It's I was trying to think like, yeah, you got the Freaky Freaky Friday episode. I was trying to think because what was the like what was the other like Pan like as we mentioned, Pansy is like the one that's actually like not like, oh, it's that episode. Uh, and, um, and yet somehow it's still very uncomfortable. The uh, there was the dagger episode, but that was that one. Also, I kind of... the main character gets turned into a beast episode. Oh right, yeah, that's what the plot of that one was. Yeah, uh, you could also say that the sister of the sword was kind of almost a trope, but that's also that's just like a. That Annoying family member comes in and wrecks everything. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's tropey. And is also incredibly thirsty for Ren. Yeah. Uh, Ayaz's sister appears in Boy Howdy. Does she want to get into Ren's pants? Like, we're fucking thirst unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Because that was and that was in instead of Aya's accepting the consequences of it, his actions, he's actually always right. Uh, and everything works out somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah can't have because that's the other thing is that these episodes don't have any continuity on like the first five episodes so nothing can kind of like except for oh they get treasure rule oh yeah that was the other thing that annoyed me about the thirst episode uh sister of the sword is tula gets really weirdly jealous despite having shown no affection for ren up to that point and like they doesn't were show in, friends does... and co-workers and we're fine yeah, as I say, it didn't show anything afterwards either. No! She's just being a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I forgot, I forgot. There was a point that I was going to make. Uh, yeah, the, the point that I was going to make, uh, they need to get a better chain on that compass. I, it's just always funny how they just kind of just boop, just just yoink. The, like, yeah, it's like one of those shitty like, like, breakaway chains, yeah. It's... It's like it's made out of tissue paper. Just a quick tug and a pop. Yeah. Or everyone is just absurdly strong and everyone has rope burns on their neck from it getting, like, ripped off. Also, I still love the Freaky Friday episode because uh, they decide, ah, yes, we'll take Ren's body and replace... Put him in ours? And uh, then apparently don't notify their full crew. So they get away anyway. <laughs> So it's also great because about that episode, because they don't, they do, they, because usually when they do that kind of thing, uh, they also swap the voice, like the voices usually goes, like the voice usually it syndicates who is actually controlling the body. They don't do that in this one. So you have a really big face off situation where it's really weird of like the other voice actor trying really hard to be the character that's uh, the other character. I want to take his off. Um, God, it was fun though hearing hearing the, each of them try to be their yeah, own. I actually, like I enjoyed that actually. Yeah, they more did, than they, they did a good question. job of it too. The, the, the yeah, the the reason I am bringing that up because it's usually it's weird that they did it. It's like different that they did it, and it took me a little while to get used to. They didn't do a bad job, but it's also kind of that thing where you have the slight the slight awkwardness of them trying to be the other character, which is always fun. To be fair, it made it more convincing that other people would think they are who they are, though. That is also true. That uh, is one thing. I again, you think he would have notified his crew? Uh, was it what's his fucking villain's name again? I forgot it already. Bloth. Bloth. I think Bloth would have notified his crew. Hey, let's detain my body. Don't let him out. That's not me. Wait. Also, I just realized something. Because they did detain her first, but they never notified the rest of the crew. So they just like, hey. Give us one of those Dagrons, we're out here. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, I think I just also realized something that was uh, subconsciously annoying me about Bloth uh, is that uh, he very much looks a lot like the villain of Space Ace. If you've ever familiar with that game, the Laserdisc game. Yeah, um, actually, now you mention it. Whose vil the villain name was Borf. <laughs> so just, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like almost there in a weird way. Yeah, I could, I can kind of see that. But also, I didn't realize that Don Bluth himself voiced Borf, which I was, I thought was neat. But anyway, that's a completely different thing. Um, but yes. Um, so yeah. Uh, did you have anything else to say about the the stories? 
God, the Panacea episode was gross. Yeah, also my favorite thing about the Panacea episode is they just completely... Is it that or the Diagram episode where Bloff just completely murks that guy at the end and you don't see anything else after that? I think I think that's uh, I think that's Panacea. Or, no, or, was that no, the, no, no. or was that the Freaky Friday one? There's a Freaky Friday one. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's the it's the person who someone that was like it was like a side villain that was like selling them the thing that the device that enabled the plot of the episode. Uh, oh, was it the Dagger episode? Yeah, it was a Dagger episode. It was a Dagger episode. Oh, right. Uh, because at the end, Bloff just just like because he relies on a tank to live, he just destroys the tank, and you just see like. The leg, quote unquote, of the creature on the ground. Oh the no, no, no! Thing. That was that was the Freaky Friday episode. That was the soothsayer or whatever the fuck it was. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He kicks over the tube and the brain and, thing. And yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I remember that. Just dance. It's it's so fucked up. Yeah. No. Someone else gets fucked up in uh, Panacea, which is the weird fish dog thing sitting in the wine glass when they knock it over. He's like. Ren, take my life. Yeah, it's not like the dude sacrifices so himself. So you can to save live. Ren. He sacrifices uh, himself by falling onto the fucking ground and flopping around. So that he could, so that the water from the wine glass could go on to Ren, who has been poisoned, I think. And then he gets legs anyway, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just basically the thing to get the treasure rule that it just gets legs and. There was something about that part that also was animated really weirdly, and I forgot what it was. Or what? I think I might be thinking of something else, but nonetheless. Um, but yeah. Uh, is there any other uh, points you want to make? Mm, not particularly off the top of my head, no. All right, Max. So it's kind of hit and miss. Uh, some of the episodes are, are actually pretty good. Uh, some of them not quite so good. Uh, I will say off the top of my head, I, you know, I like the Freaky Friday episode. I like the Living Treasure episode. I thought those were both pretty good. Um, but uh, then you've got... Uh, Panacea is, is, is in and of itself hit and miss, because for, for the start of it, it's all right. And then the uh, uh, roulette appears. And then that just kind of makes the episode kind of go downhill, because it's just an annoying character. Um, and then, of course, the worst one, I think, was uh, the the little Leviathan because of reasons we stated. So it's fucking yeah. bad. Yeah, it's, you, it's, it's the requisite thing. really annoying baby episode. Yeah, yes. like, I didn't need it. No one needed it. No one wanted it. But it's there. Um, But it's, it's, there's still, you know, for the most part, with the you know, negatives aside, there's still pretty good episodes and it's still a pretty good show. Um, I, I still, I still disagree with living treasure though. I don't like the Amazon episode. No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought it was all right. I guess I'm also bugged because it's the last episode and it's just that. Yeah. I, I think that is also something that really hurts it. Cause it's like, just and but granted, that's also the problem with the production of the Stro is the fact that they yep. got cut off way before their time. Yeah. Um, because they just got screwed by uh, Hanna Barbera, I I believe. Uh, that basically is like, uh, actually, the show we're just gonna kill it. Yeah, and, and it's it's a fucking shame because the show the show ends as it is 
on a very positive note with uh, part of Octopon being brought back uh, with the uh, the arrival of the eighth treasure, um, which turns out to be a living being. But th- I, I think that that that's the one mark against the episode that I have is that it's the final episode. There's nothing nothing left for to go off of, and it doesn't really provide any sense of closure or, or anything because it's just the whole series got cut off way too soon. Um, but the strongest episode, the strongest episodes actually are, in my opinion, uh, this sister of the sword and, and, um, the freaky Friday one, uh, because they had, they had decent plots. They had good pacing. They had, a uh, interesting, they had interesting situations for the characters to deal with. And especially the Freaky Friday one where we talked about having the voice actors try to take over the roles of a different oh character. Uh, also, and... it has a callback to the very first episode that everyone forgot about. Mm-hmm. Which one was uh, that? The Freaky Friday episode. Uh, remember the, uh, the, the the guy from the first episode whose boat they stole finally reappears. Oh, right. Yeah. And loses oh. his shit on everyone. Right. So I mean, uh, overall, it's it's a mixed bag. But when the episodes are good, they're really good. And there's only like one really unappealing episode, like truly just a god awful, do not want to watch this again kind of episode. Yeah, and that, well, that's Leviathan. And also, I I the thing I should mention that um, the episodes that we're watching were basically done as a roll of the dice. We there could have been much better episodes that we just happened to miss. So that is something probably to uh, take aside. Or alternatively, they also could be also very bad. Um, so uh, also, because from what we saw, the as we saw the little vice, then they can get bad, but also they can be probably be pretty good. Uh, let me check something really quick because I, I just saw something. I'm pretty sure proved a point of mine in terms of writing. Yeah. So the writers who worked on the first five episodes. Uh-huh. Excuse me, the first four. The first four episodes never appeared again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are not on any of the later episodes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, so episode five, uh, which is the one where they get the first treasure, uh, which has Christina Luckley, Lucky and Laren Bright, those appear like one other time. Uh, Christina, uh, oh. Christina Lucky appears multiple times, but Actually, the, looking at this, the thing about it is that it seems like there aren't any really consistent writers. No, it's all over the place. Like, I like okay, uh, Sister of the Sword and Solstice are written by the same writer. And, okay, then also, shows, yeah. well, they've also, they also wrote, let's see, The Dark Disciples. So, yeah, Glenn Leopold has what, has written a few of these. Actually, I'm curious. But, like, the, 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 the big ones for the first few episodes, uh, Particularly Lane Reicher, who did the first four episodes, never appears again. Uh, yeah. Mark Young and Kelly Ward don't appear again. Bill I, Matheny, I think, only appears one other time. Actually, now that I think about it, I believe Glenn Leopold wrote, let's see, was involved in... Um, okay, uh, I was. he was involved in four of the ones we watched. Um, I was going to say because um, the Dagger Glenn Master... Leopold is in most of them like he appears yeah. the most out of anyone and michael moore wrote um 
the Dagron Master, and Panacea was written by uh, Sean. Mo- Sean my Bo- point is, though, the, yeah. the writing crew is very inconsistent, uh, particularly past the first four episodes, because the first four episodes had a consistent writing crew, particularly Lane Reichert, uh, who was in all four of them. Then there was Bill Matheny, Mark Young, and Kelly Ward. Uh, but after that, uh, the only one of them who appears at all is Bill Matheny in one episode, uh, which is the Beast in the Bell. But is that it's it's just it's yeah I don't know. Yeah, that could be that could that actually could explain a lot. Yeah. Um. I wonder if Glenn, actually, yeah. I'll say if anyone has a point, I need I'm gonna look something up. So if anyone has any points I want to make, um, let's see. Um, actually, okay. So I, 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 I was looking up, uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Leopold's, uh, INDB, uh, and he's wrote, he's worked for a lot. Like he did, um, the Smurfs. He did a lot of episodes of Smurf. Yeah. You uh, can feel the Hanna-Barbera dripping off the guy. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, not like the Smurfs is probably the most popular thing he did. He worked also worked on the Snorks. He did a few episodes of, well, that, that's got to be a new Jetsons thing. Um, whatever Gravedale High is in Pirates of Dark Water. Um, he worked on SWAT Cats, which is also a thing. Uh, Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Uh, Another great show. Oh, Disney's Doug. Which. Uh, no, that show mm. sucks. No. It's got to be Nickelodeon. So bad. Nickelodeon, Doug, or, or Bust. Even Nickelodeon Doug's still not. I was to say that that is that is true to a point. Because also, granted, though granted, I have not seen Doug in forever. It is better, but it's still not good. Also, now that I think about it, I do know that there is a Doug game that exists, but it is specifically Disney's Doug. So I would rather not be that. bored. Also, I like that IMDb splits up uh, Pirates of Dark Water to three seasons. Yep. Uh, because yep. Yeah, I think it was the first season technically was released as Darkwater. And then it became Pirates of Darkwater. And I have no idea where that season split happens, but it doesn't seem like it affected much. Nonetheless. Um and yeah, I think I've made my points pretty clearly through or pr- uh, pretty like I think I've made my uh points throughout uh your both of your discussions. Uh basically, yeah, the thing that annoyed me about this is that a lot of these episodes were very like it was, oh, it's that episode. It's like, oh yeah, it's the Freaky Friday episode, or it's the babysitting the baby episode. Um, and which, the baby gotta love me, man. There is a dinosaurs game that that series at no. least. No, do, 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 do it, 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 do it. That we gotta do it. I mean, we don't, but we gotta God, do. I think we should just look on the last episode of that series. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Man, that's a great way to. Yeah, the best way to end every kid, like family friendly show is to end with everyone dying. Um, yeah, teaches them a valuable lesson. Yeah, yep. Um, so we've kind of briefly talked about this, but I think this will be just kind of a short kind of thing. Um, if new episodes were created, uh, for the series, like say there's a new Pirates of Dark Water, and it was at this level. Would you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, it's it was it wasn't unwatchable quality. It just wasn't as good as the first season quality. It was still, you know, it was still something that I, I would sit down 
I could probably sit through all the episodes all over again, except for that one. But um, yeah, I'd have no problem watching. I, I just want a damn ending. Yep, well, I think you got to play the Genesis game. I think as it yeah, yeah. the Genesis game. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Torpo? So I already said earlier what I think it should be and how it should be done. But if it was at this level of quality, no. <laughs> so like, there's a certain irony to me saying I'm picky about what I watch, but I'm picky about what I watch, and I would never go out of my way to watch something like that. Like I'm not big on Hanna Barbera stuff in general, but like at the quality of the later stuff, I definitely wouldn't go out of my way to see it or anything. See, now that I'm thinking, because I'm just thinking now of modern Hanna-Barbera, and I definitely think that we wouldn't get anything like this. Um, but now I'm just See, imagining... Yeah, modern Hanna-Barbera is mostly just licensing out their, their fucking titles. Yeah, because what I was thinking of is, like, uh, how would a WWE tie-in to Pirates like, of the Water be? Finally, John Cena saves them from a boulder. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, now I'm just actually picturing them going through, like, a canyon... And then the boulders fall down, and John Cena just awkwardly jumps into frame, holding one of the boulders, and he gives a smile and a thumbs up. As his team plays. (laughs) 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 Okay, so say what you will, there's potential behind Hanna-Barbera properties. Uh, To date, I still say Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. is fucking incredible. Yeah, because yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, actually, I would actually be kind of curious to see what a new Pirates of Dark Water even would be. It's um, like, uh, for, and Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. is the single best thing to happen that Scooby-Doo, in my opinion. It was a 50-episode series, uh, all one consistent plot line from start to end. Uh, it looked good, and it was just very enjoyable. The writing was really good. Also, the villains, multiple times, literally tried to kill the main characters. I have to Not watch just it. In, in this goofy Scooby-Doo way. No, they wanted them dead. Huh. I've only it watched, was... like, the, the really old ones, so I'll have to check this one out. They also managed to reference other uh, mystery shows from Hanna-Barbera in a really beautiful way that I won't as, spoil. As I was say, is... Is Har is Harvey Birdman in the Hanna Barbera thing? It is. Okay, that is. Yep. Okay, I couldn't remember what Which like is the other fucking amazing thing to come out of Hanna Barbera. Yeah, but that's because but that's fucking... only because of Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Let's be real. Yeah, that's here. what I mean. Is Harvey Birdman? Attorney. Yeah. So, that's also, just... so yeah. you say that, but there's also Birdman the movie. Okay, but there's that's like with Harvey Michael Keaton. Keaton. That's Michael yeah. Keaton. It has but nothing to do. Still... with Oh wait, I thought Birdman was a completely different thing. Yeah, Birdman it, has nothing to do with no, the Hanna-Barbera but, uh, property. Regardless, um, my, the thing is, uh, Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law was good in a completely different way in that it was basically taking the piss out of the entire Hanna-Barbera collection and just deconstructing and all that. The Flintstones is the mafia. <sighs> yes. <laughs> and, and they're absolutely like, like the thing is like, yes, we know that, that Scooby-Doo is just, they're just a bunch of stoners. An X, the exterminator. Fucking see, kid. see. The problem is, is that my association with that is a different one that they did. Uh, well, also Space Coast Coast to Coast was also great. Uh, the other one that I'm associated with is C C Lab twenty twenty one. Yes, well, that's, I, I, that's not Hanna Barbera. That's, wait, oh, is that no C Lab twenty twenty one was the, based off of an old educational cartoon called C Lab twenty twenty. Okay, see here's C Lab twenty twenty Hanna Barbera though. I, I don't I think sworn it was, but 
See, that's the problem. It's, it's Hanna Barbera, motherfucker. Oh, it was. Like, okay. I was going to say because it's, it's also the problem. It's, I can't remember all what. Yeah, Hanna like Barbera a lot owns. of early Adult Swim was them just picking at the Hanna Barbera catalog. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I yeah, learned but, something new today. Yes, but regard. But yes, I there could be a lot of weird things with. My, my point is, water. there's a lot of potential to either play it straight, like Scooby Doo Mystery Inc., which did it really well. Yeah. Or even just take the piss out of it, which I don't. I feel like would be a disservice to this. Yeah, yeah I would. I would prefer them to be somewhat on point. I'd but like them like, to try to maintain the same, uh, the same tone that they had for the original cartoon so as best would, as they could for like a what remake. What I would love is something basically sort of like Super Mystery, which is like two whole seasons of of show. And then take that first, those first four episodes from the original and give them some time to breathe by stretching them out a bit farther. Yeah. And have the focus always be, like, have it be a consistent plot line that's always in focus rather than just a bunch of, like, oh, we fucking go off on our own and dick around and just shit happens. Yeah, because what I'm actually wondering is, you know, this would actually be a good way for Hannibal because I can't they might have done this already and it's just something that that's just one of my uh spots that i i just don't really know of this would be a good because i know that also i don't know if it's the trend i don't, I don't think it'd be the trend but remember the trend of a lot of studios trying to have their american anime like after avatar kind of blew it up mm-hmm. uh, and that's like when thundercats was a thing the Thunder, so the problem is the thundercats one was legitimately good uh, it's just cartoon network sank it yeah, uh, by doing the classic Cartoon Network method known as the time slot of death, where they yeah, keep they're... shuffling around the time slot of a show they want to get rid of, so viewership deliberately goes down and they have a reason to axe it. Yeah. Um... Uh, this also happened to Symbionic Titan when they got angry because Gendy Tartakovsky made a deal with Sony. Yeah. So I wonder if that is a thing that they could do with this. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that's probably a good enough discussion on Pirates of Dark Water. Unless anyone has any other final points. No, I still like it. I I really enjoyed the first season. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and rank this. So um, we are going to rank this on our 1 to 21 scale, um, with 1 being Absolute Mastercraft and 21 being uh, kind of don't even bother, just not even fun, ironically, to watch. So. X, uh, what would you give this on a 1 to 21 scale? It's tough because I do like it, but it's very clearly got some problems. Um, it's got that Hanna-Barbera jank to it, but it gets worse as it goes on, and it's frustrating. I want to say, I mean, I want to say 9 or a 10 is okay. where I would be at. All right, Torpo. So as I said, my issue is there's such a difference in quality between the later stuff and the first five episodes, and it's frustrating in a way that's hard to really put into words. And it it keeps me from wanting to rank this what I feel the first season should deserve, just because there's such a stark contrast, in my opinion. Well, actually, maybe that could be a thing that we should... Should we... Do we feel like we've had enough? Because the thing is, we really haven't had enough exposure with, well, actually, we kind of have, uh, with the non-first season. Should we break this apart into two things? 
I mean, I feel the show should be judged on its merits as a whole. Yeah, no, we, we, there's okay. no reason to uh, oh, yeah, spread it up like that. Yeah. I How mean, dare you do that to Area 88? Well, technically I did it to Teen Turtle Season 1, but nonetheless. Um, okay, so I, I, I guess... I would say, like, uh, uh, probably, I guess, 10 or 11. Ah. Okay. Yeah, um, I was actually expecting lower than that. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's what yeah. I mean, is, like, the first season does so much to carry it in my mind. So the thing is that, because I, I just went ahead and put something down because I was kind of just thinking, like, where would I even put this? So I, 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 went, I went broad for this one. Uh, my reasoning is that I just kind of looked like, okay, what is my absolute uh, ceiling? And what is my, like, where I feel? Um, actually looking at it, I do, I do kind of feel like I went too low with my floor. Um, because I was thinking somewhere in the range between 10 and 13, um, because, um, one, we don't have a 13, uh, two, um, I will break I, you. I would really like, I didn't like the teen thinking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Would I rather watch this than that? And, you know, actually I kind of would, I feel like, especially with the first parts, I think that I could at least watch this. Like yeah, that now that I'm thinking about that movie, I feel like I would put this at least above that movie. So my range kind of goes from ten to eleven, which means that our overall range uh, with Axe is nine nine to eleven. Um, so we can we might as well just start by looking at ten. So in ten, we got Nick Loading Guns, we got Wizardry. Um. Honestly, I'd say describe what's in nine and eleven. Uh, to give right, a better idea. Um, so in nine, we got Area eighty eight, the OVA, uh, and we have the live action Street Fighter movie. And in eleven, we have Little Nemo, the Adventures of Slumberland, and Adventure of the Lola the Penguin. Um, I'm kind of more pointing like because I'm trying to go from bottom up. I guess would be a way because you got Little Nemo, Adventure of Slumberland, and Adventure of the Lola the Penguin. Uh, would I rather watch this than Adventure of the Penguin? Probably. Uh, oh, little, ne- uh, yeah. little Nemo, actually, that one I'd have to think about, because honestly, now that I'm remembering that, I think that I had kind of the same issue with Little Nemo that I had with this, which was just the fact that I felt like there's more stuff happening in this than Little Nemo is a, a very... Actually, almost in the same way. It is a very beautiful thing to look at. Um, watch like the first five seasons of this. There is something that you kind of want to watch about both. But if I had to pick between the two. So I'm going to say before you say that. Probably Little Nemo, it is all style and no substance. That is also the case. Whereas this in some parts actually has both. Yeah, exactly. Like the first season writing actually pretty decent. Uh pacing is ludicrous but like the actual yeah that writing that was, is solid yeah, yeah that was the thing about the, that first season is that it was going at like seven thousand miles per hour and then of course by by second season they slowed down a bit and unfortunately it, it fell apart because they kept on switching out writers and so they it, didn't it have any consistency it was very directionless yeah, yeah. kind of like being on the open seas it all makes sense uh, actually, if you're on the open seas, you generally have a direction, uh, or else you're dead. Or, yep. or you just have fun and go wherever. 
I, I don't think on the open seas you kind of have fun. You just kind of uh, get marooned and die. <laughs> yeah. You know, fun. <laughs> In a certain way, I suppose. Um. So yeah, uh, I think that kind of, I would say that puts it at at least 10. So we're kind of going between 9 and 10. Um. So yeah, in 10 we got Nickelodeon, Guts, and Wizardry, and in 9 we have Area 88, OVA, and live-action Street Fighter. Um, part of me actually said, like, the thing with 10 is also, to be fair, Wizardry is also, it was one of the first things that we watched, so it's I'm kind of trying to remember, but I remember really liking that in a weird way, uh, for what, at least what it was. Um, and the Nickelodeon Guts is kind of the thing with that. It's like, I kind of actually, like, especially with Nickelodeon, I think Nickelodeon Guts is kind of anchoring my decision because I kind of would rather watch this than Nickelodeon Guts. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, same. Uh, so that... But nine I is add, the absolute highest I will go. Is ten? Nine. Oh, nine? Oh, yeah, I, nine is exactly... is is absolutely as high as I would go because, I mean, just straight up, Digimon the movie and the first season of the Ninja Turtles... I would absolutely watch both of those before this. Um, but yeah, when you're talking about stuff like Area 88 OVA and like the live action Street Fighter movie, I, I, I could see both of those being kind of in the same category as this. Um, because both of those have things that definitely have kind of asterisks next to them is that you could really like these things uh, unless you really, unless you hit that asterisk and yeah, I can see you not liking it. Um, so I think that kind of puts it at nine. Unless anyone else has any final thoughts? No. Nope. Yep, that's that sounds good to me. Fine. All right. So nine, the pirates water. This is episode 46, I believe. It's originally came out 1990. How's it nine. almost been a year of this? Oh, 91 to ni- 91 to 93. Um, so I guess I'll just put 91. Was it 93? Oh, that's what we're saying. It was ninety-two. I, th- I thought. Oh, wait, was it ninety-three or is my my? It was eyes ninety-one and be... ninety-two. Yeah, it was mostly. Oh wait, that's. Huh. I was say Wikipedia is okay, saying ninety-three. So okay, so that's the weird thing. Uh, the the fir- initially the first um, thirteen episodes, are all ninety-one. Then there are three, no, four episodes in ninety-two and four episodes in ninety-three, which is really weird. Huh. Uh, okay. I'll say 91, then, just to be safe. Because yeah. there is a massive gap of 11 months between 13 and 14. Created by David Krishner. This was a TV. Um, I don't know if I really want to say kids. Fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. Okay. The, the first season consisting of 13 episodes aired on ABC. The second season consisting of it, the last eight episodes aired in first run syndication as part of the fun, fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera. Okay, and then... Only eight treasures were collected of the 13. So bullshit. And then... Theme, I don't have pirates. Um, adventure. Yeah, actually I could do Adventure Ho. It is 100% Adventure Ho. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't think we need any content warnings. And let's see. Is there anything we want to call out in music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? Uh, mm. I kind of feel that at least we should put the thumbs up in art. 
For the first five seasons, yeah. Or first five episodes. See, I'm doing it too. The thing was, I like, just because I I don't have a way to divide it, I would at least give a thumbs up for the thing period because I still think the designs are pretty interesting, uh, even if they weren't drawn particularly well. Uh, So I, I, I just would feel really weird about not giving it the thumbs up for art. And I think it's, I think it has its charms. Uh, overall, I think it's a fairly charming show. I could give that. Yeah. Uh, cinematography, I wouldn't give. Action, I wouldn't give. And storytelling, I definitely wouldn't give. Um, and music, really... music was there. It, it, was it existed, okay. and that's the kind of thing I can say about it. Um, so for year nay, uh, one thing I want to say about nay in a very uh, off way, uh, length. Yeah. Is because it's not finished. They ran out of track. Um, Very sad. Yeah. It is uh, also simultaneously I, too fast and too slow. And it's uh, impressive. Yeah, actually, I think the pace is also the other one that I'd give. Um, the other thing... Um, actually... Let me check my charms real quick. Oh, do, 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 do. Um, if I look at this... There is actually, well, maybe not. You know what? I think that's probably good for that then. Because I was thinking of like a wasted potential thing I did, or I would feel. Um, or actually, uh, I'm going to actually put this in the content because I don't, I think it's something, or actually, no, I'm going to put in the name because that's how I do the other retro rank things. Uh, I am going to give it, I got to find it real quick. Uh, I'm going to give it the um, under construction sign because uh was not finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that is uh, pretty good for the Pirates of Dark Water. Um, so yeah. Um, did anyone else have any last things they want to say? No, just give me a goddamn ending to the show. Gotta play that Genesis game. Ah! Um... Or you can watch a long play of the Genesis game, rather. Yeah, I can do that. Um, so, yeah, uh, that is going to do it for the Pirates of Dark Water. So before we go, uh, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, Torpo. Uh, I will... You'll get there. Uh, twitch, twitch.tv slash Typist and at Typist on Twitter, and I would like to plug the gaping holes in our budget. Ah, uh, yes. Um, okay. So, uh, with that, um, due to some, uh, basically, uh, kind of didn't realize it, but, uh, uh, technically, um, we are heading into October and, uh, on like on a complete coincidence, uh, next week was going to start our, is going to start our, uh, horror movie starting to look at. Um, so this next upcoming uh, week, we will be taking a look at actually. Oh, not quite yet. Um, I was going to say actually, it was going to be this is going to be released in October, but it's not. It's going to be released at the very end of September. Nonetheless, uh, we are taking a look at Sweet Home. Yes, 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 yes. yes so yes. that'll be plenty interesting. Please, I'll need a good movie that month. Yeah. Um. Yes. So we'll be taking a look at Sweet Home, uh, which will be pretty interesting. I have not, I have seen the movie before in a way, but I have not 
really seen. I've um, seen it a couple times. Can't wait. Yep. Yes. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm going to have to dredge through so much garbage. Nonetheless, uh, that'll do it for this week. So, thank you all for listening. Yay. Bye. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.